Hey folks, what's going on? Armin Hammer here, and this this is an interview that I put together with Darina and Jamie, who are the event organizers behind the Filthy 150, an event that is going on in Ireland that recently got its sanctioned status, but has been mainly focused on four-person teams basically the entirety of its existence. It was using a four-person team format before the games were even using a four-person team format. So this is an event that has more experience programming four-person team workouts than basically anyone else on the face of the planet. And that is a really interesting place to be. Not to mention, the Irish CrossFit community is apparently pretty pumped about CrossFit. I mean, they sell out this event really quickly. Anyway, I'll let them tell the story, and if you stick around all the way to the very end, you get to hear me try an Irish accent. That that wasn't it. That definitely wasn't it. <laughs> Enjoy, folks. Congratulations, Darina, Thank Jamie. You. you guys are Thank the, you very much. the masterminds behind the Filthy 150, and now it's a CrossFit-sanctioned event. I know. It's insane. I keep saying to myself every so often, you win the Filthy, you get invited to the games. Sounds bad. It doesn't make... <laughs> yeah. It's like... I'm sure it's surreal. It's absolutely surreal. Yeah, absolutely. Because you just go along every year and try and make the event a bit better. You say, you know, it's, and it's been a very Irish event up to this point. So to have it international now and to have, like, it's part of the CrossFit sport, it's amazing. It yeah. just makes it way more meaningful for us, I guess. Yeah. And cool. I guess, you know, I wasn't super familiar with your event before the sanction event announcement came out. So maybe uh, give me, like, a quick history What's like, when When did you, you guys have been around for a while, right? Like 2013. 2013. And you guys have been doing four-man teams. That's been like your main focus, four-man teams, since even before CrossFit was doing four-man teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, we started in 2013 with 150 people. Um, and year in year, it just grew. We didn't, it really exploded year two. Um, we went on sale thinking maybe we'd have 300 athletes that mm -hmm. would want to go. Um and literally we sold out within 30 seconds uh we sold out quicker than taylor swift <laughs> so it was cool so then we added another day and then we went from being in a box to in a third year we went to a, a national stadium our fourth year we went to one of the biggest stadiums in the country last year we were at a, a working airport and had four aircraft hangars so it's just grown and grown and grown so that's super cool. cool uh you know i, I guess it's hard to ask why you would even start something like that to begin with because I'm sure there's a multitude of reasons, but yeah, I guess you show up. Um, I mean, first of all, we just love the sport, right? I mean, we have a, we have a box in Dublin. Um, there are athletes who are interested in competing and then we were going along to events and we just had brilliant days out and we figured we might as well give it a go ourselves. We think we could do something interesting. Um, because we were hugely interested in the whole the community side of it like it's an opportunity for, to get people together who don't who don't know each other but who have something in common so the first year was an invite only we invited six boxes we had 25 from each box so that we had enough people that they'd all get to know each other but it wasn't so huge that they, they wouldn't be able to interact with each other mm -hmm. so that was the whole idea and that was the one where the 150 came from was 150 people total and then since then it has grown into the big like community event of the year in Ireland. It's the big gathering of all the CrossFitters and it's grown very competitive as well. So we have kind of both sides of it is what we, we, we look at, the top level athletes competing, whereas everybody gets get a chance to get involved as well. So, I mean, that's the whole reason why we do it. That's why we continue to do it. And uh, the sanction just, as I said, it just makes it much, much more meaningful for everybody now. 
Yeah. I'm sure the the sanctioning process is depending well, with a bunch, a bunch of the other events that I've spoken to, the sanctioning process was either incredibly painless and just, you know, of course, we're definitely in and no back and forth, or it was just this long, drawn out process of talking to HQ and trying to figure out what where we can flex and what we can change and where the you know negotiation points can be and you know how how was your process to actually you know get the sanctioning um it started back maybe a year ago um because we started to engage with hq to try and bring the invitational to ireland um and it was something we really wanted because we wanted to cross the community to experience um ireland an Irish crowd, you know, there's something magic about it. Um, so we began talking to HQ um, initially to Dave Castro uh, and Justin. Um, so once we heard the sanctioning was happening, we reached out. Um, and to be honest with you, I uh, I knew there were certain people I needed to speak to in HQ to get it. So I tried to figure out what their email address was <laughs> and reached out to them and they came back and they were so positive, so supportive. Um, for us, the process hasn't been difficult. It uh, has been exciting. But uh, again, um, it's now what we're going to do. That's, you know. Yeah, and just, I guess, HQ have, for us anyway, they've been super supportive. Mm. Um, like, they had their idea of where, we'd like, where they'd like to fit us into the calendar. And it was pretty close to where we were anyway. It's only a few weeks away from where we usually are. And then all of the other details that go along with the sanction, they've been like really good with being flexible with us. And it's been give and take. And they've been like, it hasn't been painful at all, to be honest with you. We've just been dying to announce it. That's sure. been the painful yeah. part, right? Because yeah, we've known about it for a while. Um, but, you know, they, they want to schedule these things out. So just, just keeping, keeping a lid on it has been the difficult part. But it's brilliant now that it's announced. Yeah. And you guys are, so we're here in Miami for Wadapalooza, which is another one of the sanctioned events. And there's a few different uh, event organizers here that are running the sanctioned events. And you guys are getting a chance to sort of mingle and, and you know, maybe compare notes and see where, you know, an event like Wadapalooza has certain strengths that, you know, only Wadapalooza can do. And especially in a place like Miami, bringing tens of thousands of people down. You know, is there something that you're, you're hoping to do? get from being here like maybe learn from from this type of a, a, a an event or maybe from the other event organizers and to you know put that into the filthy 150 yeah well we were here uh two years ago we came along one of our athletes competed and um we were just blown away the, like as you say it's a unique event it's a one of a kind um, so we wanted to come back with fresh eyes and kind of have a look at it for ourselves and see what we can take away from this type of an event and add to ours. That's the first thing. But then all of the other event organizers being here, it's brilliant because you do get to, to kind of talk out the process they went through and their plans there because there's so many things up in the air, we haven't seen it. So they're all trying to figure out what to do. It's really helpful to just kind of talk it out. Um, no real specific goal from it, just to kind of be here and kind of absorb it in and have those conversations, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, for me as well, it's about building relationships. There's lots of vendors um Keep like a little bit closer oh sorry here. yeah yeah f there's lots of uh, vendors that we'd really like to come to ireland so the irish crossfit community um can get to buy the brands they wouldn't normally uh and also to meet athletes uh to tell them about the event talk about who we are because if you're an athlete you have to decide which event to go to now um which is hard i'm sure and i would hope that we can start to build a relationship so people will know who we are and what we're about and want to come 
Yeah. And you guys are in a really special place in the season, I think. You you must be one of the first sanctioned events of the of the season. I mean, taking place in mid to late November puts you right on the back end of the end of the Open. Yeah, we, we will be the first event of the season right after the Open. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a nice spot to have it. Um, I guess it's the first opportunity for athletes to get their, their place at the Games locked down. Nice and early in the season, it can kind of free them up to have the season they want then. And then... Um, I guess it could be nice for someone to not have to, after the Open, drop off and then re-peak again. I mean, they're already up there. They can just roll straight into our event. Um, so that's, that's I, I guess, there's advantages to being a different size of the calendar. But for us, that's what we're really looking at. So uh, I think that I think that will play to our, you know, to our strengths for sure. One of the things that I, I, you know, so we've had a few conversations already. And one of the things that I've picked up is how excited you guys are about your event and the sanctioning and just the, the potential of where it's going to go. Is there a particular thing that is driving that excitement or is it just this general like love of what's going on that's that's pushing that? Um, I know it sounds cliched, but CrossFit is a huge part of our life. Um, my best friends are in CrossFit. Uh, I love the sport. Uh the weekend of the filthy is for me the best weekend of the year. I love it. Uh, so it's that that drives you, the the passion, the the memories you create, the fun you have. And I suppose seeing where we can take it, what it can become, what an event in Ireland can be, you know. And, you know, my first love is my affiliate, right? That's that's where I started everything. That's where it was. That's what I always will have my priorities, right? Hello to CrossFit Bua. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, just being part of the whole CrossFit community has been brilliant for me. And now to just have the event part of it too. Um, like I always thought it was interesting. Like when, when you heard Glassman saying um, that all of these events were running and they couldn't mention the word CrossFit. Yeah. And it kind of was a bit ridiculous. Like to hear him saying that was such a relief because the sport is happening everywhere mm-hmm. and yet we couldn't call it what it was. And now be able to just say it's a CrossFit event. It, the sport is CrossFit. It's, it's it just like it's just a relief, I guess. But it also just elevates it in my mind to be more important. So therefore, I need to really make sure I do a great job and elevate the thing to a, another level. Yeah. And I guess that that attitude is almost necessary to deal with maybe the responsibility that comes along with the position you guys not only have like created for yourself within the Irish community for CrossFit, but also now internationally Mm. with the sanctioning it it, does that ever, do you like wake up at night just like in this cold sweat every year, every (laughs) year. And actually for a couple of weeks after the event, every year you think, Oh Jesus, what did I forget? Um, so yeah, it's, it's pressure, but it's good pressure. And when you're doing something you enjoy, uh, when you're doing something that you hope you can be proud of, it's a, it's, it's nice pressure. And go ahead. Jeremy. So, I mean, that's the reason to do it, right? You want the pressure. You want it to be like, I, I want to elevate this thing every single year, regardless of the sanctioning. So now this just gives it more impetus. So like if you weren't looking for that pressure, I mean, what are we doing here? That's the way we look at it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it's really interesting as well that your event is historically been a team event. And whereas a lot of these other events focus mainly on the individuals and sort of Mm. maybe tack on the team Mm. stuff afterwards or, you know, don't necessarily have the experience running a team event. You guys have been there, done that 
and specifically with four person teams, two male, two female mm-hmm. teams. It's like you you were just way ahead of the curve there. I don't know I don't know what sort of flash of inspiration, you know, message from on up high was given to you that, that told you that was gonna be the case, but yeah, well, it's you know the day you know the days at the box which are the most intense are the team days, right? The team workouts, and um, so we knew that uh, the team is where people would enjoy competing most um, early on. So we said, we like year one we had a, an individual division, and year two we dropped it. We said the team was where the magic was, so let's just go all in on it. Um, I thought teams of four from the start was the right number because it's big enough that it's a team, like it's not pairs, mm-hmm. it's a team. But it's not so big that um, you know every athlete on the team really counts. That I just thought the team of four was the the right number. Um, so uh, when CrossFit actually reverted from six to four at the games, we were just delighted. It was like that. That's exactly what we wanted to see. Yeah. Um, and we have been and look, there have been loads of lessons over the years, over programming, trying to program teams of four events is. There, there's definitely lessons to be learned. We've messed up loads of times, but the, the only thing we can do is learn from them, right? And get better next year and better next year. And I think we have the programming formula for teams down. I think we're very comfortable and confident with that. Um, so it's, uh, you know, we have a, an elite teams of four division now added on top for the top tier. And then the individual division that we've added on this year for us will be the exciting thing. Cause you know, that's what, as you say, most events want to do. It's most people want to see. So for us to, to, to have some top-level individuals, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun programming, for sure. Well, we did um, the last year, we've done filthy face-offs, which are very similar to the open workout announcements. So we would have top-level athletes go head-to-head in our box. Um, the last one was Turi Helgadotter um, against Emma McQuaid. And uh, there is, it was just so much fun doing something that was slightly different uh, to what we do every year. So yeah. it was brilliant. Yeah. The, the aspect of, you know, sort of transitioning from doing mainly team programming into individual programming probably isn't going to be that big of a hurdle, right? Because you're programming for your box every single day, right? It's like you've seen tens of thousands of athletes do tens of thousands of workouts and, and, you know, that, that proficiency is already there. You know, a lot of people just run into issues doing what you were talking about earlier, which is you know, years and years ago, you ran into all those hurdles doing team of four programming that you've, you've learned that now. And like, you're past that. I'm interested to see, like we saw Dubai kind of take a stand and say, we want to focus mainly on the individual capabilities of these athletes, but even their team events were, you know, just a little clunky. It just didn't have the polish of the individual events. And I feel like one of the things that I'm looking forward to with this event is seeing that polish on the team of four events. Like, probably more sophisticated and better put together than anything we've even seen at like regionals or the games because you've just been doing it way longer you've seen no so much there. more yeah no pressure just, to top i'm glad games, i don't yeah. program so <laughs> yeah. yeah so do you like i think with the teams of four um the the trick is to make it very spectator friendly um uh, because it's so hard to follow the action in a lot of the team events so that's what we have always focused on. We've always looked at it from the athlete point of view. Is it an interesting challenge for them? But then can the spectators really follow the action so they can see like every wave who's first, second, third, fourth on the, on the floor and create a bit of drama around the workouts. Um, so that's what we think we do well. Um, but time will tell, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think you put enough of an emphasis on the, the team element of it. Oh yeah, I mean the, the the cooperation and the working together is a huge thing. Um, 
there, there, are, there will always be elements where the individuals on the teams will have to go out and perform on their own. But I think that the, the events that teams enjoy most are the ones where they have to work together. Like, sure. like our worm event last year was the most painful event, <laughs> but it's the one they loved. It's the one they all came away saying that was the one they enjoyed most. So uh, the more of that, the better, I think. It's amazing how crossfitters just love the pain. They, just, they lean right in. Yeah. You give them the, the most savage, brutal workout you could give them, and they're like, yeah, yeah. I want another one <laughs> more of those. More of that, please. Yeah. yeah, I want another one of those, <laughs> please. Uh, you know, the international aspect of the sanctioned events is um, a really refreshing move for CrossFit, in my mm. opinion. I think the fact that we're seeing so many different countries and so many different you know, cultures of the CrossFit community being represented is is a huge positive because it's mainly been this U.S.-based thing. Um, I'm curious because I heard that you guys do pub crawls on both nights of competition, the night before and the night of. I, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly how this, this leans. By the way, just I, I know that it's very, I don't know, is it, is it rude of me to just, just say, like, could the culture of Irish CrossFit is pub crawls? or yeah. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, are you asking to come? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to come. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we tried to find a balance between fun and work. Um, yeah. There will be a big fun element of it. I think that's really important when you get a big group of people together. Um, but I'll we'll party the night after, not the night before this year. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, this year. Yeah, <laughs> this year. <laughs> I, I have think, to figure out who you were talking to. <laughs> I think I think when people say if you're uh, living over here in the states and you want to go to Ireland, a lot of a lot of uh, tourists come and do Ireland once because it's a small country. You can kind of go and see it all. But part of that experience is definitely going and like meeting the people in the pubs. It's a, it's, it's a huge part of that experience, right? So um, we intend the Sunday of our event to be purely for the elites. So the Saturday, the like the over you know 1,500 athletes who compete will be done by Saturday night. So Saturday night is the opportunity to give everyone a big party, give them that real Irish experience. And then on the Sunday, you can sit down and just enjoy this, the spectator experience of the elites. Yeah, just take some take some Advil, drink a lot of water and Gatorade. Wear your sunglasses, even <laughs> though you don't need them in Ireland. Inside, that's right. In November. In that's Ireland. Right. Yeah. It's like you're sore and hungover, not sure which one is worse. <laughs> yeah. That's that's incredible. And the international aspect of actually bringing in athletes from you know uh, other countries to come in, one of the things that you had mentioned to me earlier that was really interesting is people kind of lose sight of this, especially I guess in the U S travel is um, especially travel abroad is, you know, considered to be kind of a hassle, okay. but it's, it's essentially the same flight from the East coast to Ireland as it is from the East coast to the West coast of the U S yeah, six hours. And, and that, that's a hop, skip and a jump. I mean, that's mm. not a bad, that's not a bad flight at all. No, and, it's very easy. I mean, we, we do it a couple of times a year. It's very, very simple. And it's funny, the perception on the east coast of the states is that we've come from really far away and then we tell them it's like it's six hours and they're like oh i did that this morning right that's, <laughs> you know, i mean if you told me i, I would have been like wow a 15 hour flight <laughs> yeah. huh that's crazy <laughs> dublin is in the middle of india yeah, correct yeah, yeah. like there's there's no there's no understanding of like the geography and how far everything is everything just seems impossibly yeah. far there's, there's a big ocean that's it right there's a huge away. ocean it must be hours and hours and hours like yeah, a full day of flying right uh no as you said six hours but when we were looking at it we were surprised how many flights there actually is there's something like 42 flights a day that's amazing yeah 
Wow, I never even from thought about that. New York and Boston to to, yeah. to Ireland. It's mad. Yeah, it's very easy to get to. So I would imagine that we'll get some interest from stateside this year. And then we hope to see a good few Europeans coming in as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's even easier. It's so easy for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, is there is there a part of that that hasn't really been happening? You know, your event has been mainly the Irish community and, you know, the team events and bringing together yeah. all those affiliates. And So, it, it, as we said, like, it's been mainly an Irish event. And that's because it just sells out in Ireland in, like, less than a minute every year. We had, like, 1,500 people on our waiting list in Ireland last year. So, we've really... Um, that's what's been sort of special about it but we did say uh, coming into last year i'd say that next year we should look at broadening it out a little bit this is before the sanctional thing was was being talked about we are we're kind of primed for it. i think the irish community would like to have an international flavor to it as well they'd like to be there and involved but then have all the athletes come in from europe and the states to give it just a, a different feel a different vibe so this year we'll definitely be looking to um to have a broader audience i guess it'll be a bigger event so there'll be more room for it Awesome. Yeah. Well, it seems like you guys are doing something really cool. And I'm excited because you know, I've heard that the Irish CrossFit community is legit and very, very into what is going on with like in the boxes and in the events and stuff. And I, I'm just pumped to be able to, you know, at least maybe witness that maybe even experience it. If I could, if I can be there, that'd be so cool. Oh yeah. And like I said, my wife has a little bit of Irish in her and she's, you know, she's, she's been, and telling me, first of all, don't do an Irish accent, and second of all, let's try and make that one happen. I said, okay. I yeah. agree on both counts. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Fair his enough. Irish accent. Fair do enough. not do it. Do not Did do you it. catch it yeah. in the in the little video yeah. that I put up? Yeah, it's really bad. It's yeah. really oh, bad. it's you, shocking. It's, it's not. A, it's not Irish accent. That no, is not an Irish that's accent. Absolutely not. It's. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll. You know what? This is embarrassing, but I'm going to admit it here right now. My Irish accent comes from Lucky Charms. That's the only oh experience God. I have with with the Irish accent. It's not good. It's, no, well, it's, that makes sense now. Yes. It's very. It makes me. It makes me look very small in like in terms of my worldview. I swear, I've traveled around the world. I've met many people of many different cultures. Yeah, we believe it. My yeah. accents are just horrible. So maybe you guys can coach me up. Yeah. What's yeah. a good word? Give me one good. Before we wrap this up, I just want to know what's, what's one good good thing that I can say that like really makes it seem like I have a good Irish accent. Uh, ah, for fuck's sake! Ah, for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, good. that was pretty good. <laughs> no, now you it. have it. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's great. I love it. Sorry, uh, Katie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all of our apologies, honey. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, she's gonna be hearing that for months now. I'm gonna be practicing that one. Well, I mean, there's also obviously, you know, I watch the UFC. Connor's a superstar. Yes. And one of my favorite things he's ever said is, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> that. That wasn't good. No. Right, how do I do that one better? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> so, oh God, Jesus, I'm going to kill you for this. Oh, yeah, I yeah. really am. Um, who the fuck is that guy? Oh, no, I can't do that one. I can't. That's not, I don't think. Who the fuck is that guy? No. No, no, no. That was better. That was better. Yeah. I feel okay. like I do a sing songy dance thing with my voice. <laughs> I anytime. can't believe I'm. Anyway, my mother You're will kill me. Up. Yeah, my mother will kill me for this. She's going to be watching this guy. You're a CrossFit coach. This is it. This okay. is what we're doing here. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yes. There we go. There we Amazing. Go. Well, uh, Darina, Jamie, thank you so much for your time. This uh, is you so too. cool. Yeah. Uh, it's been brilliant to talk. Thanks very much. Of course. I'm looking forward to the event. It's the last 
Second to last weekend of November, is that right? The 22nd to the 24th. 22nd through the 24th in, in Dublin? Yep. Just, just outside, or Dublin. Just outside yeah, of Dublin. Just outside okay. of Dublin. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, where can people find details? The website? Um, Filthy150.com. Filthy150.com. Perfect. Yeah. And the Instagram is the same too, right? Yeah. Filthy150. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you.